You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everyone? Nick Filato of Big Blue View here, joined by Chris Flum on the Chris and Nick show to discuss the quarterbacks of the New York football giants. Chris, we're only a couple weeks away from training camp now. OTAs and minicamp is now behind us. And I have a question for you about this quarterback position, a question that we have not had asked, at least seriously, since the Giants drafted Daniel Jones in 2019. And the question surrounds the Giants' addition in the offseason of Tyrod Taylor. Do you think heading into training camp, Chris, that the Giants will actually have a legitimate open competition for the number one quarterback spot between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor and maybe Davis Webb in the back. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing up Davis Webb. Everybody knows I was his biggest fan coming into the uh, the draft that year. I actually pointed him out as a potential sleeper for a uh, Dak Prescott type um, ascension from a mid round pick up to a potential starter. But this training camp, that's actually something I wanted to ask you. It's like, will the Giants have an actual open competition for the starting quarterback job? You know, we have seen Tyrod Taylor start for a number of different teams. He started for the Bills, got them to the playoffs after a long drought. He started for the Browns. He has started for the Texans. He was there for the I'm sorry, he was there for the Chargers. I honestly can't remember off the top of my head whether or not he managed to start any games. Maybe one or two. Yeah, he has the experience. He he is a player you can win with, or at least he had been in the past. You know, is the Giant, or I should say, the current Giants uh, regime really doesn't have any ties to Daniel Jones. They have no investment in him. In fact, they very explicitly are not invested in him when they, and they made that clear when they did not pick up his fifth year option. So, you know, it, it, it really is. I think one of the big questions nobody's really talking about is will, who will be the giants day one starter? If I'm a betting man, I believe it's going to be Daniel Jones. And I think this will be a quote unquote open competition. But the only way Daniel Jones is going to fail in said competition is if he completely falls flat on his face. I think the Giants want Daniel Jones to start. I think John Mara has a certain affinity for Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones' ceiling is a lot higher than Tyrod Taylor's, albeit Taylor might have a lower floor and be more of that consummate professional, not in the sense of he's not going – Daniel Jones, that is, isn't going to do what he has to do to get great, just in the sense that Tyrod Taylor has been around the block a couple times, has been in several different offenses, so he has seen a lot more football than Daniel Jones. But at the end of the day, I think it's a wink 
kind of open competition to the point where if Daniel Jones loses it, Daniel Jones must have really sucked in training camp. That's kind of the direction that I think it's going to go in, whereas Tyrod Taylor is more of an insurance policy. Yeah, that that is probably the way it's going to work out. That the job is Jones is to lose, but yeah, the, I think the other guys would have an opportunity to at least put themselves in position to, you know, maybe make Jones's leash a little bit shorter than it might have been. Because, but I th- I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's like the Giants want Daniel Jones to succeed. Because they don't want to have to be drafting a quarterback next year. They would like to be adding another cornerback or an offensive lineman or a pass rusher or some, yeah, adding at another position, actually building out their roster and not going over the quarterback question again. And, you know, Tyrod Taylor, if he does wind up starting for the Giants, he's not a long-term answer. Like that, we know that he is, he is not going to be a starting quarterback five years from now. He might not even be a, a starting quarterback next year, even if he does start this year. And I think the Giants too looked at last year and even the year prior. The Giants in in 2020 they had Colt McCoy. Now Colt McCoy as a backup, he's a very smart quarterback. He's going to keep the offense within the structure of what the coach is trying to really teach and just employ on the football field while also knowing what the defense is going to do, getting to his checks, making sure the protection is set. Cole McCoy is going to do all those things, but Cole McCoy isn't going to challenge anybody vertically. That's not what Cole McCoy is going to do. He's not going to push the ball far outside the numbers from the far hash. He doesn't necessarily have that type of arm talent or velocity in his throws. So the Giants kind of overcorrected and they signed Mike Glennon after they let Colt McCoy pursue other options, he ends up going to Arizona. Mike Glennon was a disaster here. Not to get a big arm, <laughs> but he was an absolute disaster. So now the Giants went in another direction, and they found Tyrod Taylor, somebody who is athletic, like Daniel Jones. It won't totally change the offense if Daniel Jones were to get injured. And somebody who, like I said a little bit earlier, has proven it in many different areas, proving the fact that he can at least be competent in certain spurts throughout his career. And he's played more than competent. He was, you know, an average to above average quarterback for quite a while. And then he did start for the Chargers, was supposed to start at least what Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers at the time, said the entire season while Justin Herbert learned. But the Chargers medical staff had a malfunction and a pretty big mistake and ended up puncturing Tyrod Taylor's lung. So, That's unfortunate, but here in New York, I think if he finds a football field, it's either due to Daniel Jones being injured or Daniel Jones just absolutely falling on his face, which I don't necessarily expect. I hear about Daniel Jones throwing these interceptions in minicamp and OTAs, Chris. I don't care at all about him throwing interceptions right now. This is when you throw interceptions. You try to force the tight throwing windows over the middle of the field between the safety and the linebacker. Try to make all those throws. Realize what your capabilities are and notice what your limitations are. And I think that's what Brian Dable is trying to teach Daniel Jones right now within the confines of his offense. Because Chris, big part of Jason Garrett's offense, I think this is important to this conversation, big part was just limiting turnovers. And that really, I think, stymied the growth of Daniel Jones in a way. Yes, you needed to limit the turnovers, but at that same time, at what it costs, at what expense. I think that was definitely a foundation for Pat Shermer's offense. Like he comes from that West coast, you know, you don't go broke making a profit philosophy. I kind of feel like Jason Garrett, and this is going off track just a little bit. Yeah. 
I don't think that's the type of offense he wanted to run specifically, but that was the kind of offense he was more or less forced into running just because of the limitations of the Giants roster where they didn't have the pieces like like a Des Bryant in his prime or you know all of the weapons that Dallas had the last two years. Yeah, you know, the Giants offensive roster you know their offensive line their skill positions they just were not set up for what was basically an air choreal offense so he they really had to switch to honestly a an offense that was a lot more similar to what pat Shermer ran a very horizontal safe conservative offense and i agree with you completely this is the time of year to make mistakes this is when you're building your rapport and chemistry and confidence with your receivers and running backs and tight ends. Yeah. The hope is that as the summer goes on and we get into fall, that those mistakes kind of go away. And, you know, they, the giants have, the giants and Daniel Jones have spent this time wisely to figure out what they can't do. And then just don't do that anymore. Now, you know, whether that does translate to the season, that remains to be seen. I think this offense, you know, if it go, if it winds up materializing the way I kind of anticipate it, which I have been wrong before, I have been hilariously wrong before, but the, the way it kind of looks like they're trying to build it, it, this does look like an offense that isn't going to ask the quarterback to throw into tight windows all that often. You know, I think they're going to try to get the ball to athletes in space and then let the playmakers make the plays. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, Chris, and I'm curious because I, I do think that you're right in terms of getting the football into Wondell Robinson and Kadarius Tony's hands. I think it's going to be a quick hitting type of offense, which is a little bit different than just operating within quick game. I still think there's going to be a lot of throws in the middle of the field where Jones will have to challenge tight windows. I think it, like anything, it's not going to universally be one thing. A lot of the NFL, a lot of modern NFL have a bunch of different offensive philosophies stuck into the offense. And I think when you have Mike Kafka coming over along with Brian Dable, that might happen as well here in New York. But I wanted to ask you what your overall expectations are for Daniel Jones. I know it's a little bit difficult because we're not 100% certain what the offense here is going to be. But overall, with all the knowledge you have now, what are your expectations of Daniel Jones in 2022? I do think he will start for the Giants, assuming he doesn't, like you say, fall flat on his face in training camp and really give them no options but to go to Tyrod Taylor or, you know, who knows, maybe Davis Webb will you know, co- just come out of nowhere, explode onto the scene and really challenge for a for that starting job or at least a top backup job. But in all likelihood, it will be Jones taking the first snap of the season. Now, beyond that, 
I kind of expect him to execute the offense. Yeah. I, I think right now he is kind of who he has been. I don't expect a Josh Allen like leap in Jones's fourth year because, you know, we have seen really no evidence of that at Duke. We haven't really seen anything more than flickers or flashes of what he could maybe be in the NFL. You know, all too often we see him holding the ball too long. We see him uh, not showing the type of pocket presence, the just inconsistent or downright bad decision-making, not, not great placement of the football, you know, too many receivers reaching two or three feet behind them or trying to scoop the ball up off the turf, uh, the ball going into double or triple coverage. You know, I, I expect Jones to execute the offense. I'm just not sure whether or not he is going to show himself to be a franchise quarterback, because I think that is the bar the giants have set for him. You know, they, when they, declined to pick up his option that saved them 20 million dollars against the cap next year but it set the baseline for him at 31 million dollars which is what the franchise tag will be for quarterbacks next year and yeah i don't know about you but i haven't seen 30 31 million dollar per year quarterback play from jones no, no one has because Daniel Jones hasn't played up to that. And I know he hasn't had the best circumstances. The offensive line, Jason Garrett may be holding him back a little bit. But at the same time, I think there are arguments that would suggest that Daniel Jones held Jason Garrett back. I think that was a mutual type of situation. So I would agree. I mean, Daniel Jones has not earned that. It's just can he this year? I think, yes, he will start if healthy and if he doesn't fall flat on his face. I think that's what John Mara wants. I think that's what Brian Dable and I think that's what this coaching staff wants. Give Daniel Jones one full year. This is a new offense. There's a lot of more moving pieces. His offensive line will be improved. You have Saquon Barkley, who will be a year removed now from the surgery. So hopefully he has a more efficient year, a better year, because it's kind of wild to think about. But last year, Wayne Gallman rushed for more yards in 2020 than Saquon Barkley did last season. And Wayne Gallman had less carries. So when you think about it that way, it's like, oh, wow, that's not necessarily great for someone with the athletic potential and capability of a Saquon Barkley. But we'll talk about that on the next podcast. In terms of Daniel Jones, I'm hoping he still uses his legs. I'm hoping this offense still utilizes his legs and doesn't stray away from that just for fear of injury. Because in order to make Daniel Jones a, an above-average quarterback in the league, you want to do that i think you have to take advantage of his athletic gifts you have to use design quarterback runs the read option and all of these creative ways to kind of get him moving i wish he was a little bit better at throwing the football on the run it's not something that he's proven quite yet but i do believe this offense needs to take advantage of those god-given gifts of athletic ability in order for him to reach his potential because right now with his arm i think he can make all the throws but can he quickly diagnose what he sees pre to post snap and then know where to go with the football when his post snap diagnosis is met with other expectations or other realities when that safety doesn't come down that safety actually drops can he make the defense pay and know quickly hey this is where i need to go with the football yeah and i, and I would also like to see him be maybe a little bit more judicious when he does run yes. yeah i i fully expect him to run this year that was kind of a staple of the bills offense with Josh Allen and you know, Josh Allen is 
a better, more powerful runner than Daniel Jones. I think Jones might have a little bit higher top speed. Uh, he doesn't exactly hit that top speed all that quickly, but he also doesn't have just the same kind of physical presence as a runner as Josh Allen. But I think they're close enough for you know, some of those concepts to carry over. But yeah, I, I would definitely like to see him be more judicious as a runner. Just go down. Don't try to lower your helmet and run through linebackers. Um, I don't know. This is just guessing on my part, but the injury that ultimately knocked him out for the season, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened on that collision with Jabril Cox when Jones got up looking like he was just blackout drunk. <laughs> so, that's a, yeah. That's a good point, too. No one really mentions that because he had a, another collision, and I think it was the second play of the Philadelphia game, where that appeared where he probably injured his neck, but something could have happened when he got his bell rung against Dallas. You're right. Yeah, or and really just the cumulative effect of those injuries. You know, Jones has suffered a significant injury each of the last four years, dating back to Duke when he had that uh, broken collarbone. You know, he just is not as durable as Eli Manning was, but also, yeah, it, Eli was to kind of uh, paraphrase Bruce Lee like water. Eli could flow. Uh, you could hit him and he would just kind of bend like Gumby, really. And just uh, the, the force from the hit would just kind of dissipate. But yeah, Jones isn't that type of guy. And really, very, very few quarterbacks have had the kind of durability that Eli Manning had. And I think Giants fans kind of got spoiled by that. So that is another reason why it's good to have somebody like Tyrod Taylor around because at this point, we almost have to expect Jones will get hurt at some point. Unfortunately, you're correct there. And obviously, Eli, Daniel Jones used totally differently, but Eli Manning was an Iron Man. Daniel Jones has to do a better job getting out of the way from these linebacker hits. You're 100% accurate there, Chris. Another thing, too, about Brian Dable's offense with Daniel Jones, and because you brought up Josh Allen, I wanted to mention this. I have no idea what this offense is going to look like, not just because of Mike Kafka, but when you watched Buffalo's offense, you saw how Brian Dable was calling plays because he trusted and knew Josh Allen could execute said plays. And Josh Allen did such a good job extemporizing and playing off script. I don't know if Brian Dable is going to have the confidence in Daniel Jones to perform that task, which could alter the overall philosophy of what he did up there in Buffalo and all the success that he had over the last two seasons as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. I have no idea what the offense will actually look like. Like I've got, I've got my suspicions. I've written about those, but I, th I think it would be a mistake to just assume that the giants will try to copy what the Bills did or maybe use the Bills offense as a foundation and add a little bit of Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs through Mike Kafka. You know, I, Those experiences will probably shape the way those two men scheme out the offense. But yeah, I don't think they could take those keys and expect them to start the Giants car. Neither do I, and that's one of the many reasons why I'm excited to see actual football. And once we get to training camp, we'll start to get real glimpses of what we might expect preseason and then week one in Nashville. But Chris, Tyrod Taylor. So 
This is a significant upgrade over Mike Glennon. You would agree with that, correct? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's putting it lightly, honestly. So if something does happen to Daniel Jones, let's go into the presumption that something happens to him early in the season. How can this 2022 New York Giants team perform with Tyrod Taylor as their signal caller full time? You know, just to tie it back to their our first question about about a potential open competition in training camp i'm honestly not sure how much of a step back on the field tyrod taylor is over or behind daniel jones yeah i think they can both execute the offense the way i more or less think it will take shape uh tyrod taylor is a good runner like he had the nickname t-mobile <laughs> under the Rex Ryan bills. And, you know, I think whatever uh, package play zone read offensive concepts are in this offense, I think Tyrod can execute them almost, if not just as well as Jones. I think Tyrod can, he can make all of the throws as well and you know i think he is the type of player he is the type of quarterback you can win with maybe not because of yeah he was a quarterback you could win because of earlier in his career but right now i think at the very least he is not a liability as a backup and again that is a massive upgrade over mike lennon and yeah if the scheme is good. The players are executing well. You know, that is that is about as much as you can hope for from your backup quarterback. That's about as much you can hope for from your backup quarterback. And I think the Giants are in a much better position right now than they were last season with Mike Glennon. Not trying to take shots on Mike Glennon, but I think Tyrod Taylor can keep you competitive. If the offensive line in front of him and the receivers are healthy. I think Tyrod Taylor can keep the Giants competitive for maybe a back-end wild-card berth because the NFC is so weak, which is similar to what we're saying about Daniel Jones. Now, the thing about Tyrod that has kind of been an issue throughout his career, too, is he always seems to get dinged up and he always seems to get injured. That could be something that could crop up if he has to play an extended amount of snaps. And Chris, if you disagree with me there, voice your opinion. And before we get out of here, I just wanted to also ask you, I would be remiss if I did not about your guy, Davis. <laughs> I think those two questions actually kind of tie into each other. Tyrod does have an injury history. However, the flip side of that is every time he gets hurt, a young quarterback steps up and takes the reins of the franchise. You know, it happened in Buffalo with Josh Allen. And then it happened in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Now, obviously that has not gone the way the Browns envisioned, but it, yeah, Baker did kind of step up, take advantage of Tyrod Taylor going down and he won more than a few games for the Browns. And then in San Diego, Tyrod was there. He got hurt. Like you said, they uh, had a little uh, medical staff malfunction there. And that was really a scary situation. But then Justin Herbert was there, stepped up, and hasn't looked back. Last year with the Texans, Tyrod was there. He gets hurt. And the Texans, you know, at least for right now, seem 
pretty comfortable with Davis Mills. Like I think they could probably do better, but consider all things considered, they also could have done a whole lot worse. So, you know, maybe if Tyrod Taylor is playing, is starting for the Giants, he gets hurt. Maybe that means, you know, it's time for Davis Webb to finally get his chance. <laughs> You're going to die on this hill, Chris. <laughs> no, <laughs> we have the cameras turned off, so you can't see the smile on my face right now, but I hope you can hear it in my voice. Oh, yeah. I can't. Yes. But I will say what one thing with Davis Webb is that he has never gotten a legitimate chance in the NFL. Yeah, you know, he wasn't going to unseat Eli Manning. That just was not going to happen. Really, when Ben McAdoo decided to go with Geno Smith, when he benched Eli instead of Davis Webb, that really kind of spelled the end of Webb's time in New York. Like, he got the chance to compete with Kyle Loletta, and honestly, I thought he looked better than Loletta in that preseason. But then he got cut because he was a Reese guy and not a Gettle guy. And then ultimately, Loletta got cut the next se- the next year. So, you know, then Webb goes to the Jets right after they draft Sam Darnold. He wasn't going to get a chance ahead of Sam Darnold. And then he goes to Josh Allen, or the Bills, and they've got Josh Allen. Again, Davis was not going to get a chance ahead of Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, I think it is interesting that Brian Dabble and Joe Shane made a point of bringing Davis Webb with them back to the Giants. Yeah, I don't know if that is because they think he actually could run with a chance if he managed to get one, or if he is just such a smart guy, such a good hard worker. Like that that's the thing we remember from his first stint with the Giants is he was renowned for his for the work he would put in. I remember that year in that draft he got to Mobile for the Senior Bowl early and was working with receivers. He would stay after practices to work with receivers. Like, he has never been afraid of putting in work. And, you know, we remember the stories of the the binders and binders of notes on every single opponent the Giants would face, even though he was never going to take a snap against any of them. He still had all of that homework done and ready. So... Yeah, I think he is an interesting resource for the Giants to have. I think so, too. He was with the Bills last year. He knows that offense. He almost left football to become a coach, some kind of assistant quarterback coach. Who knows? He could be on the Giants staff if he did not stay up there with the Bills in that manner as well. And now he's that third quarterback option. I'm interested to see if the Giants actually carry three quarterbacks. It's a little bit unconventional. But when you have a quarterback that is so specific, like Davis Webb, somebody who knows this offense, somebody who is very smart, somebody who can fill in adequately if your two injury-prone quarterbacks go down, I mean, I'm I'm curious. Do you think he cracks the 53? Um, yeah, I think it's kind of a coin flip in the in a numbers game, really, because you know it is unconventional in the modern era of football to carry three quarterbacks like that. But you know, Mike Kafka does he did he's basically spent his whole career with Andy Reid, and the head coaches who do carry three quarterbacks like that tend to be West Coast offense guys where, you know, they, they like to keep them just in case. And maybe the Giants do keep Davis Webb around just in case, you know, as a, you know, 
break glass if in case of emergency quarterback. And just looking at the injury histories of the two guys in front of him, that might not be a bad idea. Dude, guess how old Davis Webb is? I want to say 28. Yeah, he's 27. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I mean, you're only one year off, but I'm saying that because it seems like he's been around for so long because the last five or so years of the New York Giants seems like about five decades. Just <laughs> it really does. It's so miserable for so long. But yeah, he's only 27 years old. And uh, I'm going to be interested to see what, how the Giants handle that come final cuts. There's a lot of interesting UDFAs on this roster, so I don't know if they can carry three quarterbacks. But they have a solid backup in Tyrod right now. And then I would say somebody who still has maybe some questions about him, but he knows the offense and that, like I said earlier, could really help his case. Anything else on this quarterback situation here, Chris? You know, I, I'm with you. I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys on the field because it, one thing that does kind of stand out to me is how athletic the Giants quarterback room is. You know, we we know Daniel Jones can run. We know, you know Tyrod Taylor is he was kind of one of the first modern dual threat quarterbacks. And also Davis Webb, you know, we know how big his arm is, but he's a pretty impressive athlete in his own right. He's fast. He can... He's got an explosive lower body. He's surprisingly agile for his size. So if the Giants use a lot of quarterback runs in their offense, that can make for a really fun preseason. It could, and it will, hopefully. All righty, everybody. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us here on the Chris and Nick Show on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to the website, bigblueview.com, and check out all of our up-to-date New York Giants content. And also please leave a comment and subscribe to this podcast. Ed's grinding away. Chris and I were doing a bunch of stuff and it would be much appreciated. You can crap on us in the comments, but please leave a five-star review. Thank you so much. Take care of each other and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.